0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: J. Edgar Hoover, Red Scare, with William
2: Hootkins as J. Edgar Hoover.
0: from
3: the uh, Alien Enemy Bureau, sir? Ah, yes, yes. Uh, Sit down, Mr. Hoover.
0: Yes, sir, here.
3: Uh, No, no. uh, Come over here. Thanks, sir. Well, you've been working with Mr. Bateman over at Justice. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Temporary War Division. Registration of aliens. Uh, Yes, internment and parole of enemy aliens. Issuing a permit, interned merchants, sailors, registration, Mr. Hoover? Uh,
0: y- yes, sir. It was felt that we should, the well, federal government, should, uh, the authorities should have a full list, an accounting of everyone who might be, uh, well, a risk,
3: sir, in wartime, sir. You worked to John O'Brien? Yes, sir. I was accredited special agent. You ever actually arrested anyone, Mr. Hoover? No, sir. You, you have a stutter. Used to have one, sir, as a child. I overcame it. You recognize this?
0: No, sir, but... I would assume that... Yes,
3: Yes. go ahead. That is some sort of pipe bomb casing. John O'Brien said you were a good man. Shrewd, he said. Didn't need a lexicon. Yes, this is part of a bomb... which blew the hands off a maid... at the house of Senator Hardwick last week. It was left on the stoop. Anyone could have picked it up. A child, a mother... The maid? Poor girl. Yes, sir. But What do you think of that? Think of that, sir? I think it
0: is...
1: plain evil, sir.
3: Come over here, Mr. Hoover. Uh, yes, sir. Washington is a small town. A small company town... Only the company happens to be the federal government. Your family are mostly government people. Well, My uncle, my brother... Well, yes, sir, most of them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Your father? Uh, He he used to
0: be... uh, uh, He used to work for the cartographic survey, uh, MAPS. Mm -hmm. Uh, He used to joke that he was the one who drew the line around the United States that kept the bad people out and kept us all safe in our beds. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, sir, I was just remembering. Uh, Yes,
3: and... um, He's not well, I believe. He, he retired before the war, I hear. Yes. No pension, yes? No. Yeah, I guess uh, that would be why you chose not to serve in the w- armed forces. W- w- when
0: I did my degree, sir, I worked days at the Library of Congress. Uh, Mr. Putnam was introducing in the duodecimal system. I worked in the day, and I... Yes, worked, and you worked at night. Yes, sir, I never had any problem with working, sir. It seemed to me that if... Well, if I may say... Yes, go ahead. If I might quote a stanza of Robert Service... Only the strong shall thrive. Surely the weak shall perish, and only the fit
3: survive. Hmm. An uncompromising doctrine, Mr. Hoover. And did you apply it to your work at the Enemy Aliens Bureau? So there were
0: a million resident German aliens in this country in 1917. Any one of them, all of them, might have been
3: working for the Kaiser. It was vital that they be catalogued. Well, John O'Brien tells me you've built up the most complete system of files he'd ever seen. Well, my experience at the library aided me in that. Uh And now the war is over. Yes, sir. So, no more enemies, huh? Uh, Well, sir, I think Senator Hardwick's maid might disagree with that. I would disagree myself, Mr. Hoover. Last night, when I arrived home, I spotted the edge of the package protruding from under the stoop. A bomb? Yes. So you see, Mr. Hoover, the war is not over. The war goes on. But this time, we have a more deadly enemy. An enemy who thinks of nothing, of killing, of deluding and polluting the minds of Americans so that they may bend them to their own ends. International socialism, so called quite simply intends the destruction of everything we've built up in this country since 1776. A new war, Hoover. A new call-up. Yes, sir. Now, I'm I'm not talking about American unions here. No, they've they've quite clearly come out against any action that does not confine itself to economic improvement for their members. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about organizations like the International Workers of the World. The Wobblies. Yes, yes. Well, they... (laughs) They sound sort of homely when you call them wobblies, don't they? But they, uh, they don't sound so friendly when you consider that in February this year over six million workers went on strike as a gesture of solidarity for the Seattle shipyard workers. Six and a half million. In March there were 175 separate strikes. April, 248. May, 388. This country is under threat. These people want to see a Bolshevik state right here. What do you need, sir? Well. Sit down, Hoover. Now, I would like you to transfer from Justice to the Bureau of Investigation and head up that operation. If you accept, you will receive a promotion to the rank of Special Assistant to the Attorney General. There is. If I might put forward a possible objection, sir. Yes, go ahead. Well, my age, sir? You're 24. Oh, well, granted, you're young, and uh, you may have to deal with men a great deal older than yourself... Are you concerned about that? No, sir, I am not. I thought you might be. No, sir, I am not. I think you'll do very well for us, Mr. Hoover, yes. Yes, very well indeed. Then I accept. Welcome aboard.
0: Good evening, Mother.
4: I'm free.
0: Of course you are, Mother. You're always in here when I get home.
4: I know how you like things to be consistent.
0: You know me very well, Mother. Hmm. However, you cannot seem to remember that I don't like the blinds to be pulled this early in the afternoon. After all, Mother, why waste the afternoon sun?
4: That is all very well for you to say, Edgar, but sunlight will fade the colors of the furniture. It'll bleach them right out. Well, perhaps then we
0: should compromise... May I
4: pour you a cup of tea, Edgar? Thank
0: you, Mother, and settle on all white furniture.
4: Think of the expanse and with your poor father. I
0: spoke by way of a joke, Mother. However, if, if we should decide to buy new furniture, it would not prove too much of a burden financially.
4: Some cake? Thank you. Uh, you have been promoted, Edgar?
0: I have a new job. I saw the Attorney General, Mr. A. Mitchell Palmer, today. He offered me a job as special assistant.
4: Oh, Edgar, my <laughs> wonderful darling boy, you are so clever. Didn't I always say so? Now give no. me a big kiss. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so clever. And will this mean an increase in your salary?
0: $3,000 a year, mother.
4: My lord. My lord, I don't think your poor father ever earned that in. <sighs> but I do not know that I would care for new furniture. What we have now seems quite adequate to oh, our needs. Of
0: course it does, Mother. This is very fine cake.
4: Belle made it.
0: Hmm. She
4: has a way with baking. hmm I'm afraid that's not all she has away with, Edgar. I had to talk to her again today. Her Mother. work about the house is less than satisfactory. I said to her, Belle, here is dust under the lintel, dust under the fronts of the chairs. Yes. The stairs' carpet is less I than satisfactory. I were
0: settled amicably, Mother. I should hate to lose a, a cake baker
4: of this town. I fear you may have to, Edgar. I'm thinking of putting her off. Mother. You know the way she looks at you with that... I can only describe it as Negro insolence, that... that closed face, as if she's thinking something that she cannot say to my face. I
0: am concerned, Mother. You must have run through every housekeeper in Washington.
4: Oh, no, dear. There's always labor available. There are so many of them down there in Darktown. They have such big families. Well,
0: I guess it keeps them busy. Really? Excuse me, Mother. I was being facetious. I apologize. <laughs> Though I have to say that the thought had occurred to me.
4: Another cup of tea? Mm.
0: No, thank you. I must go up. I have a lot of work to do.
4: You work too hard, Edgar.
0: Mother, I really do believe a fellow cannot work too
4: hard. Mm, I remember you before college debates. Why, you'd be up there going over and over your speech until, well, I think even your father and I were letter-perfect and could have delivered (laughs) it for you.
0: I'm sure you could have, Mother. I've always felt that you would have made a very fine debater. But
4: always so much work and always alone. The secret...
0: You see, the secret is in the preparation. You must know your enemy, for if you do not, he can undermine you. It's a... Well, you see, Mother, it's, it's information. It's
4: knowing. When you were a little boy, you told me once that if you could know everything there was to know in the whole United States, then nothing bad would ever happen, because, well, you would know about it before it could happen, and then you could stop it. I don't remember that. Oh, I can assure well, I, you. Oh, I wasn't
0: doubting your veracity, Mother, only my memory... After
4: all, that is not such a bad idea, is it? Mm, I wish it were true, Edgar. But God visits misfortunes upon us that no one can foresee.
0: Perhaps so. However, at the Bureau, I will not be concerned with God, but, uh, if you like, the ungodly, the communists. And to fight them, it will be necessary to know them. Now, if you will excuse me, I will see you at dinner. Edgar? Yes, Mother? I'm proud of you. Thank you, Mother. That will be a great comfort and a great support to me in the days ahead.
3: Well, I see a very great deal of activity, Mr. Hoover, but so far I see no results. Uh, It takes time to prepare, sir. Uh, Well, let me share something with you, Hoover. You cannot but be aware that the primaries for the 1920 presidential elections will be taking place next year. I don't follow politics, sir, but I am, of course, Yes, aware yes, of yes, I'm sure you are. And it is perhaps no secret that I have been approached by certain members on the Hill with a view to offering myself as a candidate for the presidency next year. You are highly respected, Mr. Palmer, among your peers. Yes, well, my peers don't count worth a single solitary damn, Mr. Hoover counts as having a face that people instantly recognize and can trust without having to consider. Are you with me? Yes, sir. I believe I am beginning to catch your drift. The newspapers, Mr. Hoover, the front page. Never underestimate the power of the press. Once a man has a face there, he has a face anywhere. I was told you were good. I was told you would get me results. Well, six months have passed. The nation is reeling under strikes. Still more bombs, bank robberies, or do they call them appropriations, by anarchist gangs. Where are my results, Mr. Hoover? Here are your results, sir.
0: 60,000 separate files on radical individuals. Names, histories, local police reports, membership records, places of birth. Uh, Here, uh... Andrew Parker, alias Andre Prokofsky, born in Petersburg, 1869, emigrated to the U.S. with parents, 1887, skilled lathe operator, member of American Socialist Party, allied himself to left wing under John Reed and voted with Reed this year when the party split. Subsequently quarreled with Reed and was a founder member of the Communist Labor Party of America, set up in opposition to Reed's Communist Party of America.
3: Hmm.
0: Well, it looks very complete, but, uh, where is the substance, Mr. Hoover? We are going to be looking at the Communist Party and the Communist Labor Party in the very near future. But first, uh, the substance, Mr. Attorney General, is right here. See? Uh-huh. Member of the UOWR? Union of Russian Workers, an organization uh. that owes its loyalties to Red Russia, 90% of whose members are legally aliens. Go on, Hoover. Hoover. You begin to interest me. At this point, it is not possible yet to prosecute in the courts American citizens for holding Bolshevik or otherwise radical beliefs. However, as I ascertained during the war at the Aliens Bureau, it is possible to deport a non-American citizen for belief in anarchism or political violence or membership of any organization or party which supports such aims.
3: Yes, yes, well, that's all very well and good, but won't the individual members try to show in court that Uh, they... Excuse me, sir. Uh, Well, yes. Deportation is not a punishment. I would have thought that being sent back to Russia right now would be a very great punishment. Uh, Sir, it is (laughs) a
0: procedure merely, and as such, aliens facing a deportation tribunal do not have the same legal protection they would have in a court of law. Proof they are a member of said organization is all that is required by the Immigration Bureau to send them back, back to Germany or Poland or wherever. I am ready to apply for arrest warrants as soon as you give the word, Mr. Attorney General. How many warrants? Six hundred to begin with, maybe four or five hundred to follow. Now that should be headline news, wouldn't you say so, sir? Yes. Who do we work to? Assistant Secretary of Labor, Mr. Lewis Post bitch
3: post man's a goddamn liberal he can be anything he wants he doesn't like me hoover doesn't think i would stand up to the pressure of the presidency he doesn't damn it he just doesn't like me believe me sir i have prepared well are you sure
0: are you certain the facts of the facts, sir. There is no arguing with facts. If Mr. Post disagrees, he will look like a fool and he will lose. And he will still, in the end, have to sign the deportation papers.
3: Hmm. Well, then. Sir? We go ahead. Thank you, sir. Mr. Hoover. Yes, sir? I hope you're as good as you think you are.
1: Uh, Mr. Hoover... Uh, excuse me. Secretary Post, how may I help you, sir? Well, you might uh, grant me a few moments of your obviously valuable time. Well, my time is at your service, sir. Indeed, since you pay for my time, please. Well, you walk very fast, Mr. Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> I am not as young as I was. Oh, I'm sorry, it was uh, thoughtless of me. <laughs> Mr. John Hoover admits to a thoughtless moment. <laughs> That would not sit well with your reputation. Well,
0: perhaps uh, we might sit here. Ah, it's a fine view. I hadn't noticed merely that the bench was vacant and convenient. I do walk fast, though.
1: I admit it. My friends call me speed. I, uh. I do not know your friends, Mr. Hoover, but, uh. I know your boss. Uh, I kind can't. Of by the noise those things make. <laughs> As for automobiles, uh, uh, so much clatter and smell. I prefer horses. Horses can't fly. Neither can man. And perhaps... I
0: saw Orville Wright fly when I was a child. The brothers were at Fort Myers. It was an endurance record. Fourteen miles they flew, and I was the first outsider to shake Orville's hand. I became quite an... Aeronaut, in my own way. Hmm. uh, Built models, flew them. You see, sir, what I liked about it was that either it flies or it does not. You design, you build, you test, and then, when you know everything is correct, you fly. And sometimes you crash.
1: Generally because of some unforeseen hazard. Mm. What a pity, then, that uh, we're not gifted with second sight. We must, then make the best use we can of what little we have. You're a young man, Mr. Hoover. I wonder if um, I might be permitted to offer some advice. I'm always ready to learn. Uh, Don't mistake the airplane for the pilot. The airplane supports the pilot. But he directs it. And after it has been used, he walks away to be the user
0: than the used, Mr. Hoover. Sometimes we must all bow to the inevitable secretary post. The warrants have been issued. The arrests will be made. In each case, the indictment will be proved, and you, sir, will have to sign the
1: deportation orders. And all to help your boss fly into the White House, huh? Won't happen, Mr. Hoover, believe me. Because these people are a disease
0: that threatens to destroy our country, I do not intend to let that happen
1: and uh, if the cure is worse than the disease <laughs> good afternoon to you, sir
4: i am through here edgar dear good
0: afternoon mother can you read the paper in such dull light? It is bad for your eyes.
4: Hmm. Mr. Palmer seems to be very prominent today. He's on the front of all the papers.
0: All the papers?
4: I sent Bell out to buy them. After all, it is not every day that my own boy receives a mention on the front pages.
0: I have been too busy to look. May I?
4: Mm-hmm. Some tea? Some cake? Well, thank you. Are there really so many of these terrible people, these Russians?
0: These are just a drop, Mother. There is a whole river out there ready to rise up and overflow its banks and drown us all with their politburos and Soviets and what have you. These people are easy to see. Our real enemies are a good deal harder to spot. The parlor Bolsheviks, men like Mr. Louis Post, liberals who won't accept the danger
4: until it is too late... I see Mr. Palmer hopes to stand for the presidency. Now, that would be a feather in your cap, dear, to know the president so well. Who can say where that might lead?
0: Oh, yes, uh, yes, Mother. Everyone is talking about Mr. Palmer. St. George and the dragon. Within a few hundred bedraggled, confused Russians and Poles hardly make a dragon worthy of St. George.
4: Edgar, you are wandering. That is not like you.
0: Mother, have you ever heard of Emma
3: Goldman?
4: Oh, Red Emma, that dreadful person, a disgrace to her sex.
3: Emma Goldman? Yes, sir. For 30
0: years, she has been the queen of anarchy in this country. The, the monster under the federal bed waiting to reach out and grab an ankle and drag us all into, into revolution. Hoover!
3: What are you talking about? I'm talking about Miss Goldman, sir. Yes, well, I'm more concerned with Louis Post. You realize he's scrutinizing each case. Already a good number of detainees are back on the street. Now, how will that look to people?
0: I very much doubt if people will look at all, sir. You, Mr. Attorney General, are currently one of the most popular men in the country. It isn't just the the issue of the union of Russian workers. To tell the truth, it isn't that much more than a social club for most members. It's the fact that many Americans, decent Americans, don't like immigrants. Never mind what color they come in.
3: Mm. Granted, you've done well, but it's only a start. What if Post releases more? He won't. I guarantee that not one of the cases I prepared will be
0: thrown out. The others, it was just a case of overzealous agents arresting too many people. It doesn't matter. We mm. have our start. Next, we need a face. We need the dragon. Miss <laughs> Goldman, she's done half our job for us already. Has a genius for getting herself and her ideas noticed, she had a monthly journal, Mother Earth. Mother? In her mouth, the word is an abomination. Mother Earth. Mother Jones. Why do these
3: Isn't she in prison?
0: Goldman, yes, for advocating draft dodging Uh. in the last ward, but she'll be out any time now. What I want is to ask the authorities to hold her pending an investigation into her legal status as an immigrant. But she's been here 30 years, Hoover. She arrived with her father in 1889. She acquired citizenship through her relationship with her father. So? She was 24 years old, and thus no longer a minor, and only a minor may acquire citizenship in that manner. Hmm. Uh,
3: she looks like a grandmother. No, sir, she looks like the wolf pretending to be the grandmother. Now, I have to tread very carefully here, Hoover. Secretary Post has already criticized this office for its actions. I don't want him turning his focus onto me. I don't enjoy pressure. If it seems like we're victimizing this woman, then Post oh, will be Oh, all...
0: uh, didn't I say, sir, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Post are acquainted with Miss Goldman. What? In liberal circles, one might go so far as to say they are almost friends. She has certainly visited with them. Believe me, Sir Lewis Post will not be able to offer her any support without risking
3: the accusation of self-interest. Oh. 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 Yes, and it would be Post who had to sign her deportation order. How very ironic. Under those circumstances,
0: sir, it might be better if you took no obvious part in the process.
3: No, 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 you're, you're right, Hoover. Well, Red Emma, then.
0: And once we've got her, we can start on our own homegrown enemies. Very good,
3: Hoover. Yes, very good indeed.
2: Well, boys, I see you all expect...
4: Edgar, is everything all right? Yes, everything is just fine, Mother. Go back to your music.
2: Well, you fellows, I guess, expected a show today.
0: Anarchism stands for direct action, the open defiance of and resistance to all laws and restrictions, economic, social, and moral. But you say defiance and resistance are illegal. There lies man's salvation. Everything illegal calls for integrity, self-reliance,
1: and courage. Uh, Shall I go on, Mr. Secretary? Uh, we We are talking about a woman of 55, just released from a prison sentence, where she was forced to sew up to 90 jackets a day or suffer punishment.
0: Well, sir, her present custody is somewhat less arduous. Still, she was always lecturing about the sanctity of labor, the uh, the nobility of the laboring classes. Surely she cannot have objected to actually sharing their lives. Indeed, her prison hours were shorter than many factory hours. Oh, that is, that is not the
1: point, Mr. Hoover.
0: No, it is not. The point is that she has no legal right to be here, and I believe, and I think the court will agree, that her beliefs make her one of the most dangerous anarchists in the country, and that should she remain here, it could
2: result
1: in undue harm. I have no more time for those who want violent revolution than you do. But it is my belief that this country was founded on radical ideas, and that it has always kept a special place in its regard for for those who were abused or subjected to tyranny.
0: Yes, it has. Uh, And I would go further and say that it has an abiding disregard for those who would wish to impose a tyranny. Uh, Last time we talked, Mr. Secretary, you were kind enough to listen to a little story I told about flying. Perhaps you will indulge me again... (laughs) Once, when I was at the music hall with my father, we found a gold five-dollar piece. My father picked it up, and finding no one who had obviously lost it, asked me if we should put a notice in the paper stating five-dollar gold coin found. It may be had of Mr. Dickerson Hoover at four one three Seward Square. That would perhaps have been the fair way to settle the matter. It would also have been outstandingly stupid.
1: What did you do with the coin? Uh, my father had it made into a pin. Well, so I had heard that your father's not well. I'm, uh, I'm sorry for that. I don't want your
0: concern, Mr. Secretary. Matter your signature on this form? The,
1: before the trial?
0: It is not a trial, sir. It's a hearing. She has no rights of citizenship. You must sign, sir.
1: What in hell's name do you want,
0: Hoover? Just my job. I want to do my job.
1: Sir. The order. Miss Goldman will see this.
0: She does not have to see it until she is ready to embark. By then it will not matter to you.
1: Oh, I can assure you, <laughs> or oh, it will matter very much. All right, give it to me.
0: Thank you, Mr. Secretary.
1: You you do believe in what you're doing, don't you?
0: I believe that communism is the greatest danger this country faces.
1: But why, in God's name, if, if, if we are so healthy, so, so strong, why should we be scared? You might as well ask why,
0: if we are all God's children, we need policemen. Besides, it will not be so bad. I'm sure Miss Goldman will find her own promised land among the commissars of Red Russia.
1: Oh, is she such a threat?
0: Ask Senator Hardwick's maid, but don't expect her to write to you with her answer. Good day, Mr. Secretary.
2: Red Routes Anarchist to Hope, you True that Red Emma is traveling first class. <laughs> well, boys, I guess yes. I have to admit it. We're giving Emma a more comfortable ride than she would give us! Right! <laughs> <laughs> The male deportees will just have to cope with second class. Yeah! However, most of them are pretty well provided with money. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you something, boys. One of these fellows wanted me to cash a check. I told it. I told him I'd send it on to a friend so they could do it. He said to me, Mister Hoover, I don't trust you to do that. Yeah. So I told him, why don't you take it back to Russia with you and trust the Bolsheviks? Ah, hey,
3: hey, Mr. Omer, yes. did Red Emma speak to you at all? I mean, yes, she was she did.
2: bitter? Did, uh, did she threaten you? I, I asked her if she thought I'd given her a square deal. She had to admit I had. As far as I was capable, she said, and I said, as far as Red Square, Ms. Goldman.
3: (laughs) There they go, sir. Bon voyage. Well, that was quite a little speech you made out there to the boys.
0: This is a real triumph for you, Mr. Attorney General. On mm. the Buford, we have the brains of the radical movement heading right back to where they came from. We must remind people this is just one Soviet arc. There will be more.
3: Mm. Now, they liked you out there. Yes, they listened to you. Uh, I beg your pardon, sir? What did you tell them to call you? Uh, J. Edgar Hoover? Okay. Oh. No, uh, where did that come from? Oh, well,
0: there's this fellow John Hoover going around Washington issuing dud checks. I, I didn't want to be mistaken for the kind of man who might do that.
3: Well, just be sure you remember who it is who pays your check each month, Hoover. I don't understand you, sir. You're a young man. You have a lot of talent. Don't overreach yourself.
0: Oh, they're about to cast off, sir. Uh, shouldn't we go and wave goodbye? Why
3: don't you do that? Yes, I'll stay here and watch you. Well,
4: today, dear, it is my Edgar who has his photograph on the front page. Have you seen the evening star? And all these others, too. Listen to this. Mr. Hoover, that slender bundle of high-charged electric wires, the prosecutor of the Bureau of Investigation, well, I am so proud.
0: Thank you, Mother. I have to say we have done a creditable job.
4: And this time the praise went to the right man.
0: Oh, I don't know that my boss would agree wholeheartedly with you there, Mother. Tea, dear? Just a cup. And stay too long, Mother. I have to get back to the department.
4: Oh, not tonight. I hope we might celebrate. Now,
0: these people were just the start. There are far worse in our country, Mother. Did you know we have not one but two communist parties right here? Look. Look at this. National steel strike. Here, national coal strike. This isn't just the workers asking for decent wages. These strikes are being fomented by the communists to create unrest, to make the country ripe for revolution. It happened in Russia. They want it to happen here.
4: Oh, Lord, don't say such things,
0: Edgar. i not saying them won't stop them.
4: Do you think the Negroes will all come up from Darktown?
0: These people are talking about Red Revolution, whatever the cost. They will tear down everything we have built. The government is so concerned that it is considering sending in the army to break the strikes. My job is to search out the hidden revolutionaries, to turn over the stone and let the light shine in on their councils.
4: Will it really happen?
0: Next May Day, this country can expect one hell of a shock.
4: Edgar, language, please.
0: I'm sorry. Mother, please forgive me.
3: Oh. Sit down, Hoover. Thank you, sir. Well, go ahead, man. What do you have for me? I have the Communist Party
0: of America and the Communist Labor Party of America, sir. Approximately 50,000 members combined, 90% of them aliens, 10% the very worst of homegrown radicals. Yes, but how firmly do we have them? The Communist Party of America, and I quote from my brief, advocates the overthrow of the government of the U.S. by force and violence and thus falls within the provisions of the Act of October 16, 1918. The Communist Labor Party is exactly alike, the only difference being the leadership. And how many will we have? I have requested Commissioner Caminetti at immigration to issue 2,700 warrants. My God! We only have 500 bureau agents. We'll need to call on local sheriffs' departments, citizens, militias... Uh, Wait
3: a minute. You mean we can deport the whole bunch of them?
0: I believe so, sir. And then we can deal with our own parlor, Bolsheviks. This will stick in Lewis Post's craw. This will go a long way to choking Secretary Post for good. I could clean
3: the country up for good.
0: If we can cut out the disease at this point, sir... I firmly believe that Americans for the rest of this century will owe us an immeasurable debt. Well, then,
3: we'd better go ahead, hadn't we?
2: All right, step back, back here, Sunwolf. We expect each authorized team to act in a synchronized manner. Timing is of the essence. We must all act What the <laughs> We must not act out of control. Not out of control, I repeat, but within our power. Keep moving, keep moving. Come on! Come on. Reports! Reports, I gentlemen. I need information. I need to be get fully informed at all times. Here
1: we go. Your boss has gone too far this time, Mr. Hoover. I believe the American people will support these moves. No, what do you know about the American people? Have you ever left Washington for more than a couple of days? Did you fight in the war? Do you have a family? Ah, you know very little, Mr. Hoover. All granted, you are a, a brilliant young man with a vision, but you lack experience. And you lack humility. Humility is only another word for weakness, Mr. Post. And you have so very little tolerance for weakness, don't you, Mr. Hoover? You hate the weak. And you hate the weak little organizations they set up to try and try and protect themselves from the strong. Uh, Look at these people you've arrested. Uh, Are these monsters? Are they Lenin's, Trotsky's? Are they bloody-handed commissars of the Cheka? No, they're they're mechanics, printers, roundsmen—little people, Mister Hoover with perhaps the hope of something better. As
0: far as the terms of the Act apply, they are liable for deportation. I have the firm backing of the Attorney General on this matter.
1: Palmer! (laughs) Your boss, Mr. Hoover, is firm about only one thing, his political ambition. What such a man gives, he will surely take away. ...when it becomes convenient to do so.
0: Nevertheless, Mr. Post, as once before... ...I believe you have no choice in the matter. The law is
1: How is your father nowadays? I, I beg your pardon? Well, you know, I... I knew him... ...back when he was able to work. For an acquaintance no more, but, uh, but a valued one. Well, he is... He's comfortable... He always struck me as a man who loved his family very much. I believe so. No blame attaches, Mr. Hoover. It is not his fault. What are, what are you talking about, sir? Nor is it yours. Well, oh, anyone can make a mistake when they... And they work so very hard. Goodbye, Mr. Hoover. Give my regards to Attorney General Palmer. I I, I I don't understand. You will excuse me. I know.
3: Hoover, you stupid son of a bitch! He's releasing them. As fast as his goddamn clerks can pick up the telephone and call. I, I, I just saw him this morning. Something. He had something. Over in Boston, some son of a... Went up in front of the judge, showed him his bruises, showed him his kids' bruises. Who the hell were we using? Well, local forces, patriotic groups. Goddamn thugs. Judge says he... He says our, our actions were outrageous. Yes, he... And he's... Really, he's really, oh, it's a disaster. It's a law, sir. We have them in the terms of the act. Well, I guess you must have blinked one night there, young Mr. Hoover. Or maybe Mummy didn't bring you your hot milk at the right time because you missed something.
0: I don't miss
3: anything. Oh, that would be a weakness, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Well, just looky here, mister. <laughs> look, look, look. Look at the brief you wrote. And I quote, The Communist Party advocates the overthrow of the government of the U.S. by violence and force, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Communist Labour Party is exactly alike. And the only difference being the leadership. Yes, I wrote that. Yes, well, you wrote it wrong. Well, you should have detailed the relevant terms of membership of each organization separately. Uh, we, 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 we can... We, we can... We can't unring this particular bell. God damn it! Your mistake has opened up a gap through which every goddamn liberal in the country is going to come crawling, whimpering about liberty and freedom. It's the same old song, so It means nothing. The Boston judge is going to rule that it is not illegal to be a member of the Communist Party in this country. And Louis Post has got the House Rules Committee to convene a hearing to examine my actions as Attorney General. Now, any bright ideas, Mr. Hoover? Show them the threat. Tell about the strikes, the bombs...
0: Tell them that the communists are waiting, but they will not wait long. They are ready. Come, May Day, and the factories and streets of this nation will ring to the sound of riot, political strike, and revolution. Tell them that what we have done is right, and show them that what
2: Post has done to support the revolution. The the demand Post is a virtual Bolshevik himself. Stand there, sir. Sir, tell them,
0: tell them, sir.
3: Members, honorable members, all I have... Told you what, what I've said. What, 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 I, what, would we at the at the bureaus, uh, the, the honest men, hard-working men, would? All I've said that there will be, there'll be riots and strikes and bombs everywhere. I,
1: excuse me, Mr. Attorney General.
3: Yes, I was wondering
1: why the communists would. Uh, ...attempt to wound the, the, the establishment come May Day... When, ...when you, at the Justice Department... ...seem to have done such a very good job of shooting us in the
3: foot already. Sir, I am myself an American... ...and I love to preach my doctrine before undiluted 100% Americans... Such as you, your, yourselves, because my uh, my platform, my uh, my my program is, in a word, undiluted Americanism and, uh, and undying loyalty to the to the republic. Mm. Um, mm. Gentlemen,
1: uh, thank you, Mr. Palmer. I think that is all.
4: I'm through here, Edgar. How are you today, Mother? I had to speak to Belle again. I think we shall have to let her go, despite her baking.
0: If she must go, Mother, then she
4: must. May I pour you some tea, Edgar?
0: Thank you, Mother.
4: You are troubled?
0: I'm concerned Mr. Palmer is to be replaced.
4: Will you be all right?
0: Oh, yes. I shall be fine. I am the only man they have who knows the files well enough. I am to be promoted to assistant director of the Bureau of Investigation.
4: I am very proud of you, but you do not seem pleased, I am,
0: Mother. Believe me. It has been a busy time, and I have learned a lesson or two. I have learned never to depend on anyone except myself or those in whom I have total faith. I have learned never to stake everything on one throw.
4: I hope you have not been gambling, Edgar. Your father would not approve.
0: Uh, no, Mother. Let me just sit here with you for a while.
4: No work tonight? Not tonight, no. Hmm. Then I shall have my boy all to myself for once. Here. Take my hand, Edgar. I do not like to see you sad.
0: It will pass. I found a sentence from Goethe today. It struck me very much, and I have written it in my scrapbook. He says, the important thing in life is to have a great aim and to possess the aptitude and perseverance
2: follow it in J
0: Edgar Hoover Red Scare by Mike Walker J Edgar Hoover was played
1: by William Hootkins a Mitchell Palmer by Bob Sherman and Annie Hoover by Kate Harper Lewis Post was played by Patrick Allen. The director was Ned Cheyenne.
0: Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.